Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. weeks ago we had the chance to meet some of you at an event hosted by the times a handful of Times subscribers very big hand joined us here at times towers for a lovely afternoon of tea cake and chat now if you weren't able to join us please don't worry because guess what we only went and recorded the whole thing and we're now bringing it to you in a neat little two-part podcast episode so grab a scone make sure you've gone pour yourself some tea and enjoy this bonus live episode of off air you're very kind. Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome to Times Towers and Afternoon Tea with Jane and Fee. I'm the other Jane, Jane Mulkerens. Just run up from the Times magazine to uh, try and do a bit of crowd control on the stage here. How was tea? How are the scones? Yeah. Any arguments over jam and cream order? Is everything okay? Everybody all right? Good. So... I'm sure you know this, but thousands of people applied for these tickets this afternoon. And you were the lucky, I don't know, I can't actually count, 100 people. Um, So congratulations. It's lovely to have you all here. Um, Who's come the furthest today? Did anyone fly? Did anyone fly? Or is that a bit ambitious? (laughs) Um, Who's come from north of Hull? Anybody from north of Hull? Oh, North Pole, where have you come from? Oh, yeah, yeah, about equal. Very good. How was the train? Oh, okay, I'm not going, okay, we won't go there. Okay. <laughs> that 20 minutes is pretty good. Yeah, you, you should send them a thank you for that. Um, anyone come from the southwest, Cornwall, Devon? Oh, yeah, where have you come from? Somerset. Excellent, welcome. Did anyone just get on a bus, on a London bus? Excellent. Welcome, welcome. Um, so has anyone here had their emails read out on the podcast already? Okay, excellent. Oh, just only a couple of people. Has anyone emailed a lot and never had their email read out? Okay, okay, some people as well. Um, has anyone sent a picture of a stuffed animal? What have you all been doing with your time? Uh, has anyone sent a picture of a penny farthing? No, okay. Um, has anyone sent a story about bras? To Jane and Fee. No, okay, well, you've got time to ask them all of these questions at the end. Um, Is anyone not entirely sure which one is Jane and which one is Fee? Okay, there'll be a test later for you, sir. Um, Has anyone, we won't tell them, has anyone actually never listened to Off Air and just been dragged here with a partner? Okay, oh, okay, 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 excellent. Well, this is your introduction. So, yeah, we'll get, some, we'll get you to ask some questions at the end and see how much you've learned. Okay. So, without further ado, let's welcome the people who you're actually here to see today. 
Um, it's Times Radio's very own Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. Radio's answer to Anton Deck is Jane Garvey and Fee Glover. And for the people who just put their hands up in the last but one question, yeah, can you I introduce want to... yourselves? <laughs> I'm Fee. No, I'm Jane. <laughs> I'm Jane and this is Fee. Hello. Um, and Fee hasn't been particularly well for the last few days. So go gently with her. Just moving a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, sit far back and go gently with her. Um, so in a moment, we're going to go through Jane and Fee's first year. Or look back at their first year at Times Radio. Um, it's only been a year. Can you, it probably feels like about 15. No, it, it, doesn't, it actually still feels quite fresh and new. But okay. because we were both institutionalised at the BBC, and I think, what was the total number of years of service? 68. 68 <laughs> years we've done at the BBC. Yeah. So it has taken a considerable amount of time to adjust to this. Can we just acknowledge what an incredible building this is and yeah. what an amazing yeah. view in the sun? We, we did have just a word. Setting. Yeah, it's just incredible. So... We spent the first couple of weeks here just wandering around talking about the view. Yeah. And then as the months go by, you, you stop noticing it until days Well, you like called today. it dull the other day. I did say it was dull. I know. I and don't it's know never, ever, ever going to be dull. No, no it's no, never I mean, dull. That, that is the most spectacular sunset which yeah. we laid on for you. Yeah. Um, so we're going to look back at your first year at Times Radio and some highlights. And then we're going to go through your life in pets, which is obviously the very serious part of this okay. afternoon. Do you not want to talk about the autumn statement at all? Um, we'll do that at the end. Just, okay, to, just right. to keep people you know, in the, in the mood them, when they're going home. Okay. Um, and then we're going to play a little game, which is a little bit like Mr and Mrs. So we're What's the game it? called, Mrs. Jane? Oh, it's called We're Not Really Strangers. Yeah. But it's a terrible name. So we're calling it Ms and Ms. Ms and Ms. Ms and Ms. Like Mr and Mrs, but Ms and Ms, because we're modern. Uh, and then at the end, we're going to throw the, the floor open with some roving microphones for you guys to ask some questions too. So please do have a think about some, otherwise it'll be really awkward. I mean, we could talk forever, but we'd rather get your questions. So, Jane and Fee, it's only been, it's been about 13 months, I think, since you were kidnapped from the BBC and whisked over the river in a golden chariot to Times Towers. <laughs> um, it's been a really busy year. I mean, you do four shows a week, big guest every day, four podcasts a week, so that's like... 200, no, 200 mm. podcasts, 400 shows? Well, don't forget, we've also had three prime ministers. <laughs> three prime um, ministers. So it's, it's, been, it's been quite dizzying, actually. It's a very, very intense first year of marriage. That's, that's what it is. Everyone says the first year's the hardest. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> they were all quite hard. But anyway, Carol. <laughs> year 14 so it's, wasn't It's fun. a lot of, I mean, 50-odd big guests, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. So looking back at these 12 months... What, what we hope will be the first of many happy years at Times Radio. Um, give me two big highlights. Well, I think the, the biggest thing to say, the most important thing to say, is that we regard uh, the people who listen to Off Air and to Times Radio, to our programme. It is a community. It's an incredible family of listeners and people prepared to share a great deal with us. But we, we are both aware that there's a difference between the podcast and the tone of any podcast and doing a live radio news show, which is essentially what Times Radio is all about, breaking news and talking about things in the moment. And I think a lot of people are still, they're still quite shocked, aren't they? If we look at the texts that we get, the fact that you've got two women talking about the news to each other 
at three o'clock in the afternoon on national radio. It has never been done before. And it is still, it's crazily rare for that to happen, isn't it? Derek's not happy. No, Most people no, are, but Derek, one of our listeners, is not happy. <laughs> he listens every day, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't no. like it at all. No, no, and he didn't like anything that Jane and I had done before at Radio 4, but he'd definitely listened to it a lot. <laughs> uh, so I would agree with Jane that actually the highlight, and I know it's a bit of a kind of nebulous thing, and you were probably hoping for some really, really specific anecdotes, but tough. Um, I think, you know, that one of the highlights is exactly that, that it's, A, it's astonishing that it took until 2022 for a radio station to put two women on air and, you know, think that it's normal to do that. Uh, but also all hail to Times Radio for doing it because it is fantastic that that's happened. And I hope, because of course it doesn't mean that we're going to talk about the news in a completely different way, you know, because our brains are so completely differently wired to men. That's not the point of it at all. But it does mean that you just get a different type of chat around the news, Mm. which I hope, you know, men enjoy listening to just as much as women. In the same way that if you think about it, women have always been invited to enjoy the fantastic banter of two great big men having a chat. So we're just trying to do the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. they should get two men doing podcasts, you know. That's oh, that'll not, never catch on. Oh, they'll never, never catch, catch on, on. No, no. no. Never catch um, I am going to push you, though, on some specifics. Like, give okay. me a couple of guests right, that you've well, had on that you've really enjoyed. It, it is no secret that well, I am. Well, not enjoyed. No, well, no, I'm a very, very big fan of Ken Follett. No. Yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, and my dad, God love him, my dad is 90, and I gave my dad Ken's most recent book. And it's really chunky, as all Ken's books are. And my dad did say, is it worth me starting this? I am <laughs> uh, Anyway, the great news is he's finished, oh, and he's moving on to a new one. I've, got him, I've sent him, given him the Lee Child, in fact, from last week. So he's setting off on that much shorter, so we should be all right there. Do you ever uh, have to buy your dad books or just no, bring them home from work? No, I just bring them home from Perfect. work. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm not mean much, no. <laughs> it's but, re-gifting. You know, just re-gifting. It's re-gifting. Do you know it would be dreadful if, uh, if your dad didn't make it through the Oh, don't say, no, don't say that. <laughs> he's very keen to make it to Christmas, I know, and I'm not being, it sounds no. like I'm being really cruel. He's, he's very fortunate he's in pretty good health. I really wish I hadn't said any of these things now. But anyway, don't worry, it's not being broadcast. No, he's absolutely fine. Thank goodness, he's very grateful and so am I. Um, so Ken was a big treat because Ken is... He does, I mean, he's not, how would you, he's not a literary writer, is he, Ken? And we have had a lot of fun at his expense over the years, with particularly his descriptions of the female anatomy uh, (laughs) over the years. And Ken's novels are, you know, this great sweeping narrative of history, and we we follow the the sexual activities of English peasantry. Um, And it's, you know, it's, it's, some of it is his descriptions of, what we might delicately call love scenes, do occasionally leave something to be desired. But, um, well, also just lengthening breasts, let's yeah, be honest yes, about he's, it. Yes, he's pretty harsh yes, on the female anatomy as it ages. He was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we had quite a lot of fun at his expense. Yeah. But he was a delightful guest. He's he also joined a, in, didn't he? He's a really lovely, interesting man who absolutely owns his own genius for writing these incredible books, which I just thoroughly enjoy. Um, and it's a wonderful thing. I mean, we're both... We both love reading and we love writers. And, um, you know, I would love to say I had a novel in me. I haven't. Um, But I thoroughly enjoy the genius of people who can conjure up these alternative universes and experiences. I just think they're brilliant. And who's who's the favourite writer that you've spoken to? Well, I I have enjoyed loads of the writers, actually. But my absolute highlight from the year uh, is to do with our book club. And are all of you reading our book club books? 
yes, good. So, um, so the whole... Thank you, just this woman here. But that's <laughs> <what's good. laughs> they all can. Thank yes, you. Yes. Do join in if you can. <laughs> uh, but, but the whole point of Book Club is that it's really driven by the listeners. So we're only going to read books that are recommended by listeners, which takes us out of that kind of... Uh, you know, publishing circus of just re- everybody reading and reviewing Absolutely. the same books at the same time. So we've had some really, really fantastic suggestions. Uh, and uh, the latest book we're reading is called Boy Swallows Universe by Trent Dalton, who's an Australian writer. So his book isn't necessarily immediately available. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners had put up on the Instagram that she was waiting for it to become available in the library and she hoped that the current reader would you know, be a bit pacey with the reading <laughs> and get to it so she could read it in time for the book club. And another listener, through Instagram, contacted her and said, well, I've just finished the book, so if you're in the UK, I'll send it to you. And so she sent this uh, book, but she put it in a box with a couple of chocolates, all nicely wrapped up, and sent it on to one of our listeners. Uh, and it's stuff like that, and you just think, what an amazing... Absolutely amazing thing to be a part of, actually, mm. when we've got lovely people like that feeling part of a, a community. Mm. And that's what makes the podcast work. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, of course it's the genius. Of course it's the genius of the host. Uh, but actually, most of the time it's really not. It's because everybody else is joining in. And we are driven by listeners' emails yeah. now, which are just completely fantastic wouldn't you it's agree it's the dialogue yeah. between yeah. listeners isn't it yes. the, the way that people pick up on each other's so how amazing to be part of that absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you're the conduits that's all we are mm. <laughs> a little bit more than that a little bit more you're right okay, yes. once yes. twice a week yeah um we have to be a little bit careful here because this is going to go out as a podcast Maybe let's not call them low lights. Maybe let's talk about a couple of things that you might found challenging or a bit sticky moments in this well, first To be year. honest, the biggest challenge for me is not putting on six stone um, <laughs> because of the canteen. Yes, I was going to um, say, apart from the view, the thing you do like about this oh building God. is the canteen, well, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, but that... you won't, because every day you just eat from the... I say just, because it's plentiful, but you have a, we have a thing called the genius salad bar. Genuine. 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 Sorry, the genius is genuine, sorry. <laughs> It shows you don't go there. Well, I don't. I don't um, go for the salad. But Jane comes back with this mound of greenery, so I think you'll be all right. Do you think? I don't yeah. know. I but sometimes wake up. Underneath that, there are often lots of bits. You know, there's of you're right. There's falafel. There's chicken and, breast. And, yeah, yeah. And pasta salad, which is sort of a carb. They say. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I will just say props to our canteen. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is yeah. amazing. But I think. I mean, a genuine low light would be. I don't know. I can't speak for other people of my age. I'm, I'm 59. Yes. I mean, it's an astonishing achievement. Um, and change. I've always found change very difficult. Mm. And I found, in all seriousness, the change from um, one place of work to another, an exceptionally hard thing to contemplate. Um, and I will be absolutely honest and say it had, probably has taken me about a year to feel completely in the flow and thoroughly enjoying it. Um, because I do, I do think change is hard. Mm. I mean, it's changed for some people, it changes hard for some people throughout their life, and I probably am risk-averse. I mean, I, I think say. that's probably true of most people with a big new job. It takes about a year before you feel actually comfortable in a new yeah, place, with a new yeah. team, with a new routine, going to work. Mm. But I think... And your job is so public that you kind of just have to swallow those nerves and get on with it every day and kind of tamp it down. I think you found it a bit easier than I did. I don't know. Did you? I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she's younger, you see. That does, it does help. By four years. You just move on no, I'm not sure I found it um, 
Uh, not sure I found it easier. I think it, it has been made much easier because we did it together, actually. Mm. I think if I'd made the leap on my own, I would have found it really, really nerve-wracking. Mm. But there's been a, a comfort in both starting leave. But actually, your point just about what we do, uh, I'd say that one of the low points was that first week when we were on air because we, uh, we arrived... Ooh, what have I said? Ooh. The sunset for you all. Let there be light. There Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What a beautiful, beautiful view. So usually the shutters come down at the, at the wrong moments when the sun goes in and they come up when it's really glaring. So somebody's done something right today just yes. to lift them up. And let was it because I was set. about to say something difficult about the building? <laughs> yeah, I was looking forward to it. <laughs> Crack on. They're always listening. You know because well, no, we arrived in a really, really busy week. We arrived as, as uh, the you know, Liz Trust thing just absolutely Blew uh, you know, exploded mm. onto the canvas of our democracy. Uh, so that was quite uh, that was quite a baptism of fire. And the really weird thing about radio uh, is, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do at all. But every show is different, and the junctions in every show are very different. And Jane and I had never done shows which have quite so many junctions. Well, we've never worked with adverts before. Because That's what yes, she's there was commercialisation involved. Couldn't believe it, could we? Uh, so we had to, to hit all these often? different things. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Uh, and yes, we had to project from our diaphragms. Um, uh, so it was. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> although why you're laughing, I don't know. <laughs> so that was a bit of a challenge, actually, because the one thing that you don't want to do is, uh, you know, get all of those things wrong and talk over each other and talk over it and stuff. That's the point of what we do. We're meant to do it smoothly. So we were a bit shit that first week, don't you think? <laughs> But that's just the technical side of it, isn't it? That's just... Well, you say just, but that is part no, yeah. of it. Don't you know, downplay it, Jane. We have very highly skilled profession. It. DJing. Yes. DJing. <laughs> very much so. You know I have nothing but respect and admiration mm. for you both. So just you don't say. always show it. <laughs> no. Indeed. So, we've talked about the work stuff, but I think we need to talk about the really serious stuff. Is it pets now? Yeah, it's pets. Oh. Yeah. So, obviously, anyone who's listened to the podcast or met you for about 10 seconds knows that you quite like your children, but you really like your animals, both of you. Probably much more than, than <laughs> no, anything else. I can't talk about our kids on the podcast yeah. as much as we can talk about our pets. Yeah, because so far, your Nancy hasn't put in any complaints, has Not she, yet. about being discussed? She's no. probably got a folder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's probably got a lawyer. She's got a choice. Uh-huh. Um, so we thought it would be very good to track your life in pets okay. because we, we do know about your current pets mm. quite a lot but we don't know about your previous pets and sort of how those pets were imprinted on you um and jane you might want to pay attention to fee's answers because we're going to test you on fee's pets later are you yeah okay you sometimes forget all the right, names well, carol yeah um so i'd like you both you can have a minute to think about it when i say your first pet mm-hmm. who got to name the first pet mm. how long that first pet lived for whether there was a traumatic but character-building experience of what? loss and grief. This, this sounds end. like a dissertation. <laughs> not a, okay. Um. So, first pet, Fee Glover. Uh, my first pet was a guinea pig called Wheelie. 
I don't know why it was called wheelie, but that's W... Actually, no, I'm not going to spell it because it's involved in my security questions. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, is basically, well this is basically... So the whole room... Yeah, it's all kind of an account number at the end. It is, yeah. OK, right, so we won't spell it, but it's wheelie. Uh, did wheelie... I think wheelie... I mean, guinea pigs don't live that long. I think he probably lived a good year or so. How old were you? Probably about eight... Oh, I mean, this, this is my specific pet. We always had animals in the house. Okay. Dad had dogs all the time. We always had kind of family cat, pets, but my actual, oh, my so actual, there was, my pets. They didn't all belong to everyone? There was, there was family pets and then your pets? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, because the mum kept goats as well for a while. Really? Yep. Bad-tempered <laughs> what's-its, yes. Uh, so Wheelie the guinea pig, I think, lived about a year. I don't think he met a particularly difficult end okay. I don't think there was any trauma involved in that at all but she's such a journalist isn't she digging for trauma and she grief. wants real <laughs> nasty bits <laughs> just yeah. Wheelie just died in their sleep I think Wheelie did, did well, or so you were told right yeah yes. or that's, to be fair that I mean, is true yeah. so, so you were told, told. Yeah. 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 yeah all my hamsters okay. died really peacefully in their sleep mm. so I was told okay um, so you named Wheelie Wheelie yes but I can't remember why no okay I was quite young you never considered having him stuffed no. 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 <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really considered having any of my animals stuff. It wasn't really a thing in the 70s, was it? It no. wasn't. No. 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 It wasn't. No. And the, I mean, the, our taxidermy meme was one of the funniest things <laughs> oh, ever. I mean, jeez, there's some bad taxidermy out there. And you just think, I mean, I really, really love all my animals. I've always loved all my animals. And the idea that they might get stuffed wrongly is just so painful. Mm. I just, you know, I couldn't do that. Couldn't no. do that. I mean, that's the beauty of the podcast is we can just disappear down these... Ex- they're not even niches. I mean, they're, 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 they're micro-crevices, really. <laughs> and just things like bad taxidermy kept us going for weeks. And I think at the moment, people... we went When, when Fee was away, you and I were talking about shifting sexuality for a full week. Mm. And now it's celebrity encounters in toilets, in or near <laughs> toilets. And it is astonishing the number of people in Britain who've nearly met a celebrity or urinated in the next door <laughs> compartment to a celebrity or just sat on the loose seat after a celebrity. I mean, it's... it's um, but I think that says something incredible. fantastic about our country, that there isn't yes. a celebrity loo kind oh, of true. thing going mm. down. No, they celebrities the are just weighing on the same mm. toilet seats as the rest of us. <laughs> Long may that last. What a great nation level this up. is. Yeah. Great yes. level up. Mm. Jane Garvey. Well, okay, to be, well, there's a really boring answer, which is that I caught a, a tiddler in the canal and was allowed to bring it home. Aww. Uh, put him in a little jar, and he was called Tiddler, and <laughs> he died two or three days later. Mm. Uh, so that's they don't sad. have a long life, do they? They don't have a long life, no. I, I think the Liverpool-Leeds Canal in the 1970s is probably not the, <laughs> not the healthiest environment for Tiddlers or indeed anybody else. A few sort of rusty prams in there probably did okay, but I'm not sure about the fish. Um, and then after that, we got a Welsh border collie, who is my oh. family dog as a child. And she was called Jenny. And my sister and I called her Jenny because we wanted a baby sister. And if we'd had one, we'd have called her Jenny. But what if you got a baby sister after the dog? I think my mum made it very clear. There would not be a baby sister. <laughs> and it was going to be a border collie instead. Oh. Yeah. And how so, long did Jenny live? Oh, Jenny died when I was 24. Oh. So she, good, she was, I think she was 14. Yeah, wow. she had a long life. Yeah. Was it traumatic? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, no, 
my life. Her death. No, uh, her death. Well, well, it was. It was the. It just not, makes something up. Actually, but it is sad. This is the terrible truth. Oh, she, uh, like a lot of elderly dogs, her legs just went, and it, and I'd left home by then, and um, and my poor old dad, aforementioned, um, had to take her to the vet, and you know he he is a very sort of stoical individual, man of his generation, doesn't cry a lot, but um, was crying when he came oh. back, just with the lead. Oh, oh I know. It's, it's, no, it's awful. It is awful. Uh, and my mum and dad never got another dog. Oh, they, just, they just couldn't bear it. And I totally get that. Mm. And we often talk about, I mean, I would love a dog, but my lifestyle just does not. I just couldn't. I just mm. one more thing I just couldn't quite make time for. Go yeah. on, and you can. No, I just, I think they need, to, they obviously need time, and I just don't, I don't think I've got it. I'd worry about the stress of having one, actually. Yeah. You could bring, yeah. it, bring it to work. Oh, God, if only we could. That would be great. If Do you think they we would? Could. Should we yeah. start a lobby? If we are offered another contract, I mean, then we would say we're only doing it. Only if, if the dogs both yeah. bring dogs in our dogs. Yeah. I mean, I do think dogs make everyone behave better, weirdly, when they're Some around. Some dogs. Yeah. I think people are nicer. I'm sure I've told you before about how in America they have dogs on planes a lot because you can take your emotional support animal on domestic flights. Mm. And people are so much nicer when there's like a couple yeah, of cheeky pugs down the back. You know, it's, yeah, it's much nicer like... than people on planes, to be honest. I think, I don't know why we can't bring our dogs to work. I say our dogs, I haven't got one either. Right. You, could, <laughs> you, the very you and I, reason. we could bring our invisible dogs to work. Okay. <laughs> oh, I already bring my invisible dog. Oh, right, sorry, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Stupid me. Um, and <laughs> your mum and dad didn't, decide, didn't get Jenny stuffed either. No, Jenny no. remained unstuffed. Um, but but uh, I think as a, as a teenager, it's a fantastic thing to have a dog. And mm. I had a Sony Walkman and a dog. And that meant I could go out for long, brooding walks away from the savages who were my family. <laughs> yeah. um, and I could you know, think bleak thoughts about the terrible nature of my existence yeah. while plodding along the beach with the dog. And she understood you. And she yeah. did understand. What were you listening to? Level 42. Jeez, oh. you can't have... Or sometimes Joy Division. It would depend on one. They're darker. Yeah, Yeah. they are a lot darker. Um, What was the first pet you got as an adult? Um, That would be the uh, late lamented Mittens, who Mm. was a tortoiseshell cat we got from a neighbour. She was my first ever cat, and she. Now I've got Dora. I realise what a wonderful cat Mittens was. (laughs) (laughs) She was completely undemanding. Kept the mice at bay, kept to her own quarters, didn't sit on your head in the middle of the night. Um, she was an amazing thing. Also, never bit me uh, in 14 years, 13 years in her case, actually. Uh, whereas Dora has made her mark in many ways. Um, in fact, two days after she arrived, I ended up in A&E with a bleeding head because Ooh. I tried to catch her somewhere. She was darting across across the sitting room, and I banged, I lifted my head up too sharply and banged it on a piano lid. Ooh. I had to go to A&E during COVID with blood streaming from my head. But in fairness Bless to her. her, that wasn't entirely her fault. It was her entirely fault. her fault. It was. <laughs> it wasn't entirely it her fault. It was entirely her fault. Do you sometimes tell Dora about Mittens and how good she was? Well, I've, we've got pictures of Mittens in the house, and I just... <laughs> So listen, this is this is the cat of you know yeah. sainted memory, my cat. just the, yeah. my favourite cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas you, and she was adopted from an animal sanctuary in Basingstoke. But on the I, recommendation of Claire Balding. On the recommendation right? of Claire Balding, with whom she had appeared on the front cover of Hampshire Life. Do you think? And, no, Claire just, just think, gave us some. I think Dora instructions to has be had ideas savage. above her cat sanctuary ever since. To be honest. <laughs> and, um, 
She's never got over being on the cover of... But she's also been in the Sunday Times magazine, hasn't she? She has. Yeah, yeah. so mm. she's pretty... Yeah, she's a nightmare, but whereas Fee like is... Like most celebrities. Yes, indeed. Fee yeah. has a genuine, lovely menagerie. Well, so let's go first adult pet first before we talk about current menagerie. Uh, first so, adult pet. Um, first adult pet. Well, they, come, they came as a pair, so they were Vic and Bob. And they were, they were little uh, black and white kittens uh, bought from the local pet shop, I think when I was about 25. So it's quite a lot of responsibility, having two kittens at 25. Well, it wow. is considering how she used to conduct herself at 25. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm 46 and I, and I don't think know I can each have other when I was 25. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, not, it's not too much responsibility. It was absolutely fine. And it was so nice. It was the first time I'd lived on my own. And it was so lovely coming back to, you know, two little tiny furry creatures and you just leave them lots of food and they learn how to cats are, are brilliant they te- they teach themselves all of the rules of life don't they? they they need very very little from you they were absolutely fantastic and in fact bob was incredibly long-lived he lived to be 24 vic ate himself to death <laughs> in a, i mean almost terrible kind of mimicry of real life um he got incredibly large and very God. offensive <laughs> And he just, he was a glutton, and he genuinely did. He just, and then one day he was no more. Um, Could you not have controlled that a little bit? (laughs) Or or was he just going, so it was a bit strange. Finding random mice to eat. No, it was a bit strange actually, because he did, so he he did get incredibly large, and which meant that he was eating somewhere else as well as, Mm. because Bob was normal size. So he was obviously (laughs) going off to eat somewhere else. And there was a woman who lived over the road from me. He was absolutely convinced that it was of my own doing. And, and this is no word of a lie. She cut uh, kind of stories about uh, pets in difficulty <laughs> out of newspapers and magazines and stuck them onto pieces of paper and put them through my letterbox. I mean, it was quite crazy stuff. And she was absolutely sure that for some reason... You were I'd a feeder. Be, I was feeding this cat, and, you know, which I wouldn't do at all. Uh, and I often thought, uh, I often thought maybe it was her, maybe it was a strange oh, kind of Munchausen by proxy, something weird thing. going on. Yeah, but Vic mm. and Bob were delightful, and they they kept me company for, you know, for a long time, mm. for a long time. Yeah. And so, current menagerie, yes, is it all makes sense now, given that your mum had goats and yes, so we just pets. always so had give lots us, of pets. Give us the list now. So now it's Nancy the Greyhound, the rescue greyhound, loveliest dog in the world, absolutely my emotional support dog. I can't really go anywhere without her. I'm sad she's not here today. Uh, and we'll then change that. the we'll three change cats are Big Fat Cool Cat, uh, who's the big Hackney Tom, uh, who was uh, part of a brotherhood, but sadly Pinky Ponks died. Keep up, everybody. Uh, so they were replaced. <laughs> so Pinky Ponks was replaced with Brian and Barbara last year. So they're now little kind of teenage cats. And Brian and Barbara are sister and brother. They are brother and sister, but I think by different fathers, which Jane doesn't believe can happen, but I've had it verified by many listeners to the podcast. So, sorry, they were born... Yeah, so you can have different fathers. same litter with different dads. Yeah, because cats can be impregnated more than once while they're pregnant. Yeah, because they look completely different. I mean, really, really completely different. Barbara's this great big kind of fluffy... Hey, look at me, Gorjo cat, and Brian's a very, very sprightly, slightly mincy, black and white, woohoo, and they're just not, <laughs> they don't look related at all. No, wow. nope. Mm. Yep. Do you think I, they know I, that about each other, that oh, well, dads? 
Yes, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a lot of rough and tumble going on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope there's nothing more than that. <laughs> no, they've, they've been, been operated. They've yes, been I know. They've had the operations. Okay, yeah. right. That's fine. Um, what proportion of your income do you think you spend on too much. bills? No, <laughs> no, actually too much because, uh, because I do have to have a dog walk at finance at the moment. Uh, and, you know, way too much. But, I mean, that's my choice, isn't it? I don't have very many vices. Uh, Jane won't say any more. Uh, so <laughs> I don't... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to spend my money on them. Would you have more than Dora if you had more time? Uh, no. No? I, I, I really wouldn't. I, funny enough, I, I find having an animal quite a responsibility. I do. I worry about her going out of there. She suddenly was taken to sitting on windowsills. Uh, and I find that very frightening indeed. Mm. No, be, just because the children would not forgive me if anything happened to the cat. They'd probably forgive most things, but not but that. Not that. No, yeah. So I, I just can't deal with any more responsibility. I, th- I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I, I struggle with houseplants, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, do you trust people who don't have pets? Ooh. I sort of suspect that you don't. I think deep down now, I do wonder why people... Don't have pets, I suppose. Mm. I have got friends who don't have any. And now you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> they are a bit weird. Some of them. Um, what, do you, what do you think it says about them, that they don't have pets? Well, I think it's more what it does to a house. So if I mm. do come home, if, the, if, the, if my children are away for whatever reason, there is, I mean, I won't make any bones about it. There's something rather <laughs> lovely about hearing the pitter-patter of the paws down the stairs when I come through the door. I, and it's just, you know, watching telly with a cat is, um, we, I mean, Dora, for whatever reason, <laughs> really keenly followed that BBC documentary series about joining the British Army. <laughs> um, which has been on sort of one of... I, I can see her in the Army. Yeah, well, is I can see like, her in the TA In now. a previous life, she may have been in the <laughs> yeah. SAS. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't put it past her, the little... Yeah, she, um, that's the bite. But, yeah, she, um, she really... She sat very, through every episode of that. And occasionally, she'll, she'll dash towards the screen. She's a... She does like David Attenborough on a Sunday night. Yeah. Who doesn't? So I do think there's some, I am surprised, honestly, by how companionable cats are or can be. And I think for children as well, I think for children to grow up in a house with learning a little bit about responsibility from the responsibility of having an animal, mm-hmm. um, I do think that's probably quite a good thing. You'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I don't think it's that I wouldn't trust someone who didn't have a pet, but I don't think that, I don't think that they, could, they could be my close personal friends. I'll make an exception for you because you're lovely. I did have a year between cats after the death of Mittens when I genuinely found her, um, she she suddenly had kidney failure and uh, it was really unpleasant to witness her being in what was clearly agony. But then her, you know, she was put down at the vets, witnessed by me and my kids and um, I can honestly say it was one of the most dignified exits imaginable. Um, done with great care and consideration by the lovely yeah. vet. And um, <laughs> it was really very moving. Yeah. I mean, it sounds laughable in a way, because no. I'm not animal-tastic, really, but mm. I just think there is just something rather lovely about it. Yeah, I wasn't allowed big pets as a child because I think my parents worried that and when you lose what, them, it's too upsetting. What class is a big pet? Oh, anything bigger than a hamster. Okay. Oh, did you have a terrapin? Um, I had an axolotl. Oh, what? Yeah, an axolotl. What's, What's that? that? Kind of exotic and weird. It's, oh, you know, big little, face. Yeah, little... big face paws. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a couple of snakes. My dad was a biology teacher, so oh, he used to bring okay. things home from the lab. So I had some snakes and spiders. But was nothing... he allowed to? Um, well, when they finished doing the experiments on them, what are you going to do? You know, take them home rather than... 
Some you of know, them set them free. A little bit maimed. It's <laughs> a very no, dark no. side to you, Jane. I don't know anything about this. We're going to move on. Yes, okay. I think we should. <laughs> uh, actually, before we do that, Jane, can you recap all the names of Fee's current pets? What? Yeah. It's a good test. Yeah. Nancy, definitely. Yeah. Barry, Barbara. No. You've gone wrong already. Ba- Brian. Brian, Barbara. Did I say Barry? Yes. Um, Tinky Punk. No. <laughs> Diddlywinks. Uh, Baris Johnson. No. Cool mm. cats. Cool cats. Uh, I've had more loyal husbands. <laughs> right, okay. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com That's a great way to start the next round, which is how much you know about each other. (laughs) So, this game is called We're Not Really Strangers. And I'm going to give you half a pack each, and you're just going to ask each other the questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just, I'll referee if it gets ugly, but hopefully it won't come to that. Okay. Um, so I think you can start, Fee. Okay. And you can ask Jane. Thank you. This but question. You're almost in the most extraordinary yeah. view. Would you call it a striation of clouds Ooh, across the sunset? That's an excellent word. Is that, is that the right thing? Isn't that absolutely beautiful? Absolutely lovely, isn't it? <coughs> that is anyway, lovely. sorry. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, I'm starting. Mulcairns? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right, here we go. Uh, Jane Susan Garvey. Uh, what do you think my go-to karaoke song is? Oh, uh, River Deep Mountain High. No, so close. Oh, I should keep, I should keep uh, score on this, shouldn't I? have never been to me. No. But that, <laughs> that would be great, though. Uh, I'm every woman. No. I will survive. <laughs> <laughs> it must be one of them. 
it's raining men. No. No. Um, no. It's uh, islands in the stream. Oh, okay. Delicate. And you've got to obviously do it as a duet, yeah, yeah. where I'm Kenny and whoever else I'm singing. Yeah, you always with. want to be Kenny. Kenny. You want to be yeah. Kenny. Kenny, yes. Kenny Follett or the other Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Move off Ken Follett yeah. in your head. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, what am I most qualified to give advice about? Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Very bleak humour there. Right, carry on. <laughs> Okay, what, what do you think you're most qualified to give? Soup. <laughs> soup. soup would be better. <laughs> to be honest, if you're struggling to make soup, I am your woman. <laughs> if you're struggling to make sex, it's Jane Mulcairns. <laughs> oh, yeah, or Jane Mulcairns. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how many... Oh, no. How many speeding tickets do you think I've got? Oh, in, well, currently or ever. In my life. Ooh. Oh, no, in your life. Right, well... We have both done speed awareness courses. Now, that, this is not a laughing matter. I'm sure. Sadly, uh, this is the voice I use at home when talking to younger members of the family. Uh, this is not a laughing matter, but we have both. I mean, um, and uh, so you've done more. I think you've done two speed awareness courses, haven't you? Yes. And I've only done one. No, oh, I've done two, in fairness. Have yeah. you done three? No, because um, I did genuinely... After the, the second points. one, I took the points. Okay. I couldn't face it. Just couldn't go again. <laughs> okay. So I think you've had, you must have had at least two tickets, if not more. No, you must have gone up to, tw- how many points did you go up No, to? so I've never gone, no. So I think, oh, okay. I think actually at one time I had six points on my licence, and then I, I currently, in all fairness, I have three on my licence at the moment. But obviously the six wiped, and then I got three again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many speed awareness courses are you allowed to do? Well, I don't um, think you're allowed to do more. Is it limitless? You can't do two in a year. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, you just can't. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, every time... I mean, what I will say about the speed awareness courses I've been on is that it's... I mean, I love London. I love, I live, I love living in London. But if you really want to come across a cross-section of humanity, a wonderful glimpse into the world we all inhabit do go on a speed awareness course. And I, I mean that genuinely because you just... Is it ringing bells? Yes. Um, we, you just meet an amazing cross-section of people. Uh, and, but it's um, a bit worrying as well, isn't it? It's a bit worrying that some of them have got licences. Yeah, and, and be- yeah. yeah, and because loads of them um, are actually professional drivers. Yeah. And you think, gosh... You, you should, re- you know, anyone who's done one will know that all of the questions, they're not complicated and they are things in the highway code that we should all know. Yeah. And you kind of slightly excuse yourself as a domestic driver, but as a professional driver. Mm. I think I was the only, I was definitely the only, uh, I was the only woman doing the course and I was the only domestic driver wow. on, on the last one wow. I did. They were all taxi drivers or delivery drivers. My yeah. friend was on one recently with Alistair Campbell, which she quite enjoyed. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another niche. We, we'll, we'll go celebrity speed, speed awareness speed course awareness encounters. Course. Brilliant. Yeah. Did she I'll get say, her to start the thread. Yeah. Okay. Her. Did yeah. she say if he talked over everybody else? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Mm. 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 That's a good. That's a good pick. That. Do you know what? My uh, laptop at home. When we do the trail and stuff like that, we have to key into Times Towers. It's propped up on uh, a Alistair couple Campbell. of cookery books and Alistair Campbell's book, Winners. Did you ever read Winners? Winners. It sounds a little bit like it should be in the Jilly Cooper series, doesn't it? (laughs) But it's not like that. Oh, we enjoyed meeting Jilly Cooper. We did. Yes. No, I don't think Jenny enjoyed meeting us, but we enjoyed meeting Jenny. She did. Although we were were told that she was going to give us a handwritten note. We haven't haven't had it yet. 
So perhaps she isn't. Blame the post. And perhaps she didn't enjoy meeting us. Mm. No, there we go. Never mind, you can't have it. Jane, Jane Austen was my favourite part of that interview. Oh, Jane, Jane Austen. Austen, yes. She's very posh, isn't she, Julie Cooper? She's very posh. Do you know what? I was really interested, and in, I wish we'd had more time. She made that, that uh, Jane asked her a question about what class she thought she was. Mm. And she said something so specific, didn't she? Like middle, upper, middle, middle, upper, upper middle, 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 upper. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And you just think, gosh, I really needed to know. Yeah, it was like oh. north, northwest, northwest. Yeah. Was, Does that yeah. mean that you've got fish knives and you don't use them, <laughs> or you don't have fish knives at all? Or that somebody else puts them out? You've, in, yes. you've inherited yeah. your fish knives. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Got another question, Gabby. We're um, running out of time. What's been the most? Com- what's been the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Oh, uh, somebody thought uh, that... So um, you were me? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Somebody thought that I was Judy Dench's daughter once. Oh, gosh, that's good. She said, you look like Judy Dench. Oh. Yep. Yeah, and that was that felt nice at the time. Yeah. It's still a lovely thing. Yes, it's it's lovely. Yeah. Okay. No, sorry, Mm. I don't get to ask it back. Um, You don't. Oh, God, that's a terrible question. Do I have to ask that? Okay. Uh, do I look kind? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to rephrase that. Do I look kind? Do I look right kind? Now. Do I look kind? Can I just... I know you to be kind. Mm. So that's a good response. Well, that's kind. But yes. It's kind. You are do a I look kind? kind. I, I've always said you're a very generous person. Uh, <laughs> do you look kind? I think... Um, I think you can look kind. <laughs> I think you can sometimes look a tad intellectually intimidating. Oh, okay. I think I've got a resting bitch face. That was kind of what I was building up to, but, uh, it's, but yeah. it's such a beautiful evening and we don't want to spoil the atmosphere. So, so we both get caught on camera, don't oh, we? Dear, pulling the most moments, terrible faces. Well, yeah. I will say, I think that one of the worst things about Times Radio is that it's Times TV now because it's always yeah. on camera. Yeah, I just ignore and, it. you know, I mean, <clears throat> nobody went into radio to have to brush their hair. I specifically didn't. Yeah, I, mean, exactly. I, I, I chose it for exactly yeah. that reason that I wouldn't have to brush my hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it is and, quite strange. And you do, you do quite often see yourself in ways that yeah. are very, very uncomplimentary, but at the same time you know that they're realistic and that's quite depressing. That's the worst bit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. when you have a stationary picture in Times Magazine, you know, they can airbrush the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think I've ever been fired from a job? If so, what for? Well, I know that you have, mm. because I know that very early doors, uh, before uh, radio was blessed by your arrival, you worked as an advertising copywriter, and it was a very short-lived position, wasn't it? Well, it was. A, I was a junior account executive. I'm so sorry. It, no, just get my title right, because yeah. it's the only proper title I've ever had. Um, unfortunately, it was from the job I got fired from, but never mind. Um, I was unbelievably shit at that job. Um, but why? Well, I, it mostly involved delivering parcels around the West Midlands. I'd only just passed my driving test. I, I'm a very small person. I was driving a large Ford Orion. This is one for the car fans in the room. Uh, big, great, big, bustery car. Was me. it manual or automatic? It was manual. Was it uh, I did struggle with it. I crashed it in a car park in Coventry. <laughs> I got myself locked out of it, and I once abandoned it in Wolverhampton. <laughs> so I was eventually sacked at 11.17 on the morning of the 5th of February, 1987. 
Congratulations. Thank you very much. Best thing that ever happened to me, as it happened. And to radio. Thank you, and indeed to radio. But February is a cruel month to get sacked, isn't it? It's cold. Yes. (laughs) It was so long ago, I had to go to a phone box to tell my parents I'd been fired. God. Can you think of anything more humiliating? Were you in Wolverhampton at the time? I was in, bizarrely, Leamington Spa. Oh, a place I have refused to visit since. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been sacked? Uh, yes. I was, uh, well, I was asked not to return to the pizza <laughs> restaurant in Canterbury yeah. where I was working as a student because my arms weren't big enough to carry two pizzas at once. <laughs> And I was taking too long to serve the tables. Right. You could sue for that. I could. I no, tell you what, discrimin- now. Short-arm no. discrimination. Just go no, back I to could. them and yeah. sue the bloody yeah. what's-its. But literally, because that to walk, if it was a ta- obviously a table of four, I had to go back to the kitchen twice. And the guy said, no, we can't have this unless you can manage two, two pizzas. Two on each arm? There. Yeah, well, they, I don't know what they were all managing, but he said, you can't. And I just remember thinking, thank God, because this is a horrible job. Mm. So off I went. Yeah. I was also really weirdly, so I'd only been 17 at the time with absolutely no cooking, you know, professional cooking experience at all. Uh, I used to make the lasagnas for them. It's really strange <laughs> looking back on it. You were I allowed didn't, to do yes, that. Yeah, because I had absolutely no knowledge of food with hygiene. Your tiny short arms. <laughs> making, <laughs> making the lasagnas. <laughs> tiny Bechamel sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's quite weird. Uh, what was the name of the establishment? Uh, I think it was it was called the Pizza Place. Oh, great. pizza restaurants are always called just the most boring things, yeah. aren't they? Pizza, pizza, Pizza Hut, Pizza mm. Place, Pizza the Action, Express, pizza Pilgrims. Yes, yeah. they right. just have to put it in the. There's title. a pattern forming there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Right. we've only got a few minutes left. So oh, okay. Oh, this is a good one. What parts of yourself do you see in me? What parts of myself are doing? We're both quite obstinate, I think. And some... News to me. <laughs> right? You're so stubborn. You are so stubborn. Uh, I think we're both quite stubborn. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, what if I don't... Oh, gosh, I don't know. I suppose we... Um, to be honest about it, we're both ambitious. We're also relatively shy egomaniacs. Yes, we've got that funny thing of yeah. uh, wanting to... Uh, yes, of wanting to to wave. Hey, I'm over here, but please don't look at me. It's a it's a it's a weird one. It's why most people are in radio. Are weird. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So quite a lot of things, and obviously we're, you know, we are quite under we are five quite foot similar. four. Yes, in build, mm. we are. I've got to ask this one because it's so philosophical. Why do you think we met? <gasps> Oh, that is a big question. Well, really, I think to massively enhance my pension. <laughs> so, can I just say thanks a lot? Um, no, we did. Yes, back at you, <laughs> We did. We met. We kind of circled around each other for quite some time. And it's very difficult in broadcasting, which is a relatively small world. Um, it's only within the last, I would say, 10 years, realistically, that women on radio have had a fair crack, crack of the whip compared mm. to men. Because when we were growing up, it was all endless male DJs after male DJ after male DJ on all the big music stations and some of the speech stations too. So Fee and I, it isn't a joke to say that we, people at BBC often didn't know which one of us was which. We were just two smallish brunette women with, a sort of, with nice voices and a sarky sense of humour. 
One was called Jane, apparently, and the other one was called Fee, but they don't really mind if you get them confused. You yeah. know. Interchangeable. And they're pretty much interchangeable. And we could do the same jobs. And we, in fact, we did do some of the same jobs. Um, and then eventually they had the idea of, of shoving us together, but only because they suddenly looked at their list of podcasters and thought, oh, God, we haven't got any of those things. What are they called? Um, women. Women. You know, we, 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 we better get some of them to do, to do a podcast. I mean, it, won't be any, it won't be successful, but we'll let them do it, and then we can't be criticised for not having them there. So that was it, really. But um, it's been, our, our working relationship has been both productive and, can I say, um, incredibly enjoyable. Not without occasional challenge, yeah. but, but massively enjoyable and a wonderful thing to happen, certainly at the later stages of my, of my professional career, let's put it that way. So, you think you that know. now? You're here for another 30 years. You haven't seen the contract. I, well, actually, <laughs> the way it is at the moment, I'd be fine with that. Oh. Yeah. Because Fee would only be... She'd only be 85 when we stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. And also, as you can tell, some days I really don't have to do any work at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you think you might mm. uh, Well, I think for the same reason, actually. Uh, and I think... and I uh, So let's... It'd kind of be serious for just one tiny moment. If I, when I was young and starting out in the business, if there had been a duo on the radio of women just talking the way that women actually do talk, it would have been. Uh, it just would have changed the direction actually of my uh, working life quite a lot because I think along with lots and lots of other uh, women who were young adults in the nineties we came to our adult life thinking that we had to ape male behaviour in order to succeed. And I look back on that decade in my life and I don't really like the memories from it, actually, mm-hmm. at all. But I thought that's what I had to do. Because, you know, Chris Evans... Uh, so the radio station I worked at was GLR in London. It had Chris Evans, Tommy Vance, Johnny Walker, Gary Crowley. I mean, it was an amazing station. Peter Curran, Gideon Co. They're all amazing broadcasters in their own way, but they are men... And they, of course, you know, they talked about music in a male way and news in a male way. So I think that's why Jade and I met, to do something together, emboldened by each other, that actually just puts a little bit of a mark on, on radio. So, and I hope that's, you know, I hope that's what we're doing. And even if it's not as grand and, you know, whatever as that, we're having a right old laugh. And isn't that, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, after 30 years in work, to, to actually, you know, still be entertained by your work and be enthusiastic about it you can't wish for more no. you can't wish for more no. at all mm. so if it's another 30 years i mean jane will be 90 <laughs> and that's fine absolutely fine that's very fine at news uk yeah. that's very very fine <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know some of the bosses are looking a bit doubtful maybe I'm not so sure no uh, but it's but it's a great place to work i think we've really we've really landed on our on our time and i also feet. plus i get my freedom pass next june Oh, so uh, the tube thing will be a lot uh, easier for me. So, um, <laughs> is it free during rush hour? Is it well, free I don't all come the time? In rush hour, yeah. do I? She when you go she home, doesn't come in before ten o'clock. I'll start going home later. I'll just I'll only I'll only come or leave when it's free. <laughs> Well, 
well done for getting to the end of another episode of Off Air with Jane Garvey and Fee Glover. Our Times radio producer is Rosie Cutler and the podcast executive producer is Henry Tribe. And don't forget, there is even more of us every afternoon on Times Radio. It's Monday to Thursday, 3 till 5. You can pop us on when you're pottering around the house or heading out in the car on the school run or running a bank. Thank you for joining us and we hope you can join us again on Off Air very soon. Don't be so silly. Running a bank? I know, lady. A lady listener. Sorry. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.